Peripheral neuropathy pain now. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Get a leg and thigh dinner with fixings from Bojangles for just $5.99. It's bow time. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from On Running, Vans, Ufos, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at elkmonttradingcompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T tradingcompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally... Go Tigers! Liberty Mutual presents How to Be the Life of the Party. Okay, first turn the music off. Then ask for everyone's attention. Now tell them that you customized your home insurance with Liberty Mutual and saved hundreds. Boom! Now everyone knows you're not just a pretty face. You have some brains inside that face that know how to save hundreds on home insurance. Woo! Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Based on recent survey of new customers who switched and saved. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Every shot, every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Number three, out of bounds. William Plugginbush, Ben Milstead with you. I'm live at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. A little bit overcast, but otherwise, perfect. Oh, perfect. 60 degrees. I mean, just 
little breeze, just enough of a breeze to remind you you're outside, but not enough of one to make you feel like you need a jacket. Uh, we have baseball. We have smash practice going on right now for another 15 minutes. And then Xavier's going to have batting practice, which is just a lesser – that's a lesser being than smash practice. I'm just going to throw that out there. In the hierarchy of events, smash practice greater than batting practice. And uh, 402, we will have our first pitch here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. If all goes according to plan, which, of course, uh, as we know, start time's merely a suggestion. Uh, if everything goes according to plan, 402. We've got a few fans who have already made their way in here. Some people, uh, some people getting in a little bit early. Watch a little smash practice today. Love it. Uh, and Ben Milstead, I'm starting to get the feel. I got, I got team stretching. I got, I got the the ping of the bat. I got grounders. I got double plays being turned. I got Bob Mahoney's in the Bob Mahoney radio booth. Things are starting <laughs> to get real right now. I, I like it. I can hear that little ting in the background. I, I um, like that a lot. I want to close. I want to close with baseball. But before we really dive into baseball, I have the lineups in front of me. We'll get to that. I was. Um, I'll tell you how right I, I wrote down my projected lineup, just my thoughts and feelings, and I hit eight of the players, five of the positions, and five of the batting orders. So that's that's not great. Um, but it goes to show you the depth of the team. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, your thoughts, because I, I was watching this secondhand. I'm calling women's basketball last night, and I'm watching out of the corner of my eye as Caitlin Clark scores the first eight points of her game to have a record-breaking night. Um, ben, how how were you consuming that? I, I feel like a lot of like casual sports fans were were paying attention, and people who don't normally – watch women's college basketball we're paying attention to that last night um how were you sort of following the caitlin clark bonanza there in iowa last night i, I gotta be honest quok i didn't realize it was happening oh I, man. I, unfortunately i did not but then i saw it all over my timeline and you know i had that reaction that you just had oh man i can't believe i missed that uh so I, I consumed it in replay form on uh, on social media. Uh, it was it was really interesting. I, I thought it would take like three quarters. I thought there'd be pressure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like a home run milestone where it takes you three weeks to get there. Yeah. In, um, instead, she had a career high last night. Yeah. 49 yeah. points. I, you know, I think... It was interesting. They uh, the Big Ten Network put a video out that had like Tom Brady and some actors and like influencers and famous people saying congratulations to Caitlin Clark. It was really a it was an interesting deal because it did feel a little bit more mainstream. And I, what I saw last night was overwhelmingly positive for the moment. I think. After we talked about some of the negativity, Angel Reese, we talked about the beef between Cheryl Swoops and uh, Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese sort of siding with Cheryl Swoops. Angel Reese tweeted something nice about Caitlin Clark last night. Shocker. I know. It was weird that everybody was being nice about it. And I thought to myself, this is not going to last. So the next time Caitlin Clark plays, there will be haters again. But last night, last night I felt like she had no haters um, was your timeline any different with people breaking this down, talking about it, reacting? Uh, not last night, but generally speaking, 
I think Caitlin Clark and her accomplishments is a prime example. The feedback that she gets from people, the hate that she gets from people, shows that we are really offended by winners. Like, when mm. people are successful, we figure out a way. I say we generally, obviously, but uh, we, we figure out a way to attack them, and that's that's kind of sad. I, uh, I, I, I was, I mean, obviously impressed that she broke the record on the women's side last night. But the fact that she did not let the pressure get to her and scored a career-high single-game school record in in the process, to me, says an awful lot about her. I, I agree. Um, I, think, I think it is really impressive how mature she is in handling all of the attention. Like, I... I don't remember. There are very few female athletes that have gotten the attention that she's gotten um, in college to the, the point that she's gotten it. Um, I'm thinking about, like, Elena Deladon was the last one, and it, like, broke her. Um, she had to take a sabbatical from sports. Like, she went to play volleyball, I think. Um, she transferred to Delaware and switched sports because of the, the pressure um, of just all of the attention and all that. And she just seems to – she seems to have a a pretty humble approach to it. Like she, this is this is weird because like she knows how good she is, um, but she she also has some humility about her. She's I think she's made of the right stuff, and I, you're right. Like I don't, yeah, she's got a little bit of flamboyance to her game. She's got a little bit of that Steph Curry thing to her um, when she does stuff nobody's trying she, without the mouthpiece as a chew toy, um, <laughs> but but. She, it is that thing that I feel like there are folks who have gone out of their way to, like, find reasons not to like her, not to support her, to, to try to diminish what she's doing. Um, it's got to be that, right, that we just we, – we can't let you get too high, and then once we bring you down, we want to build you back up somehow, but in the way that we decide. Um, right. That's a little bit – it's a little bit of a weird dynamic that way, and she's – She's dealt with all that, I think, about as well as a person can. Now, something to keep an eye out on is she's got four regular season games left. She is only 98 points behind Pete Maravich on the men's side. So if she can surpass that, and at her current average of, what, 32 points a game, she will surpass that. She can be the all-time leading scorer in college basketball. Uh, now she's you, we don't do recognize that. it that way, but you know there's we just recognize it as a men's uh, total and a women's total. But you know to surpass Pete Maravich, I think that'd be a, a <laughs> that that would be something else to be able to do that. Yes, she she's going to do this before the conference tournament. Like she's going to think, uh, yeah. Four games left. She averages twenty five a game. She averages. Uh, 32 right, right now so yeah. so oh if, if she, she averages, averages 25, yeah I see what you're if saying. she averages 25 a game that's 100 points yeah she's gonna get there and she had uh, what uh you said it, she had 49 last night 49 I mean, so she's two games away at that pace yeah now that was again that. that was her career high uh by the way you know pete this that game was on peacock did you notice they uh, unfortunate for them and they it was not intentional they flashed a little ad up on the tv 
in the upper left-hand corner right as the ball is in the air and it covered the it no. covered the goal and the backboard <laughs> with their with their <laughs> ad i mean the most inopportune time ever <laughs> so the only way you knew if the ball went in from that angle was the crowd reaction and her reaction oh boy that that's that's rough um peacock milked the crap out of this too did you see there was a Caitlyn cam where they basically had a camera on her the whole time? No. Where you could watch that? Oh, yeah. They they milked the ever-loving crap out of this, and it probably helped them. I mean, I, I'm sure the ratings were pretty good. Now, I'm sure they probably were mad that she did it in the first three possessions of the game or whatever. She scores eight and ends up doing it like that. Mm-hmm. You would have liked to have three quarters of buildup, wouldn't you? Right. Because then people are switching it off. Now, uh, the texture does point out Clark is she's only 80 points behind Lynette Woodard, who she holds the record uh, because there was the AIW era that was before the NCAA before the NCAA era. So she set that back in, I think it was 1981 is what I read. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She's still she's there's technically two records she can still pass. Uh, and Lynette Woodard, as the texture points out, there was no three-point shot then. So oh, we yeah. can say that's remarkable. <laughs> that's remarkable. You had uh, th- over 3,600 points with no three-pointers. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much just dominating every possession, every game on uh, you know it, it, from that standpoint. Um, I, are you rooting for this? Do you want this stuff to happen? I, I'm not rooting against it. You know, I like I, I. I don't know that I really care, but I'm not. I'm not ruling against it. <laughs> I I just because you said people hate greatness, and I do wonder if people are rooting for this not to happen, and where that comes from. Maybe it's so inevitable that nobody's wasting their time rooting for it not to happen. Um, but you know, anytime somebody breaks a long-held record. People who like that player are going to say, "Well, we don't want it to happen because we we like the, you know, we like the other player, the the one that used to have it." In this case, Kelsey Plum literally just did this, so it's not like there's loyalty to Kelsey Plum on it, um, you know. And you could talk about like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think people are rooting for the Chiefs to fail because they, you know, I think they want to protect something or they want they they want something to be broken, but not by them. It's like we have all these we have all these parameters that we set up to not root for things to happen. I just think Caitlin Clark is somebody, even if you're kind of annoyed with how she plays and she kind of does whine for calls like everybody and gets them uh, because she's she's very good. But the things she's doing on a basketball court are things we've never seen. We've just we've just never ever seen them before uh, from anybody. And I just think if you're rooting against this, you just hate fun. I. I was fine with her until you ref until you compared her to Steph Curry, and oh, then, <laughs> then I, I'm not sure I like that. That feels uh, that feels rough. That 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 does feel rough. I'm sorry to do that to you. I don't want to put you in a moral bind here. Um, texture from the eight two eight says this. Swoops could be more wrong about Clark and sounds a bit jealous. She'll be a top pro straight away. Here's what can I tell you? What I've learned about the WNBA. There are lots of really good college players who had really good college careers, including players at Iowa 
who were top five picks who didn't play a single game in the WNBA. It is so hard to be good in the WNBA. I'm going to default to she's not going to be a star in the WNBA because it's hard. It's just really? hard to do. Yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing. She, she does a lot of stuff because of the way that team is built around her. It enables her like that. You're not going to have a, a team that is built around her skill set to the level that her Iowa team is. She's going to have to operate more in a team concept. And I hate to say that because it makes it seem like she's a selfish player. She's not. She's just the best player on a really good team that has been set up to allow her to be successful. I, I'm not sure that she's going to have a great WNBA career. I don't know that she's not, but it feels like these camps are forming about whether they are or they aren't. And, you know, the Steph Curry example is the best example um, of somebody who played a freewheeling style like that and succeeded, but there are others that you could point to that played a freewheeling style, not to the level of Clark, but that that didn't succeed at that level. So There, there was another NCAA record set last night, Quack, and I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, is it the well, rebounds? Yes. The oh. Lauren Taylor, she D2, but it still counts as the NCAA record. She played uh, plays for Francis Marion, played North Greenville last night. 5'11", 44 rebounds in a game. At 5'11"? At 5'11", 44 rebounds. I. I got follow-up questions on this, okay? I knew that there was a record broken. I'll be honest, I didn't know the number. 44 rebounds in a 40-minute game? Yes. I. Okay, I don't even know where to start on this. <laughs> How bad is the shooting? What was the score of this game? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Let me look. I'm going to look this up uh, 80, now. 85-62. 85-62. All right. Um... Apologies to she, North Greenville for finally bringing up your sports and it being you know this, what? in That's this okay. framing. They they know. They know. Yeah. They're well aware. She had 30 defensive rebounds last night. 30 defensive rebounds. She had 14 offensive rebounds, which is seemingly not as impressive by, uh, by comparison. Did she rebound her own misses? That's what I want to know. Because she was only 11 of 27 from the floor. She was... Three of six from three. She had 34 points to go along with her 44, uh, 44 rebounds. Uh, honestly, Ben, I'm a little jaded by this. It feels like they did this on purpose. <laughs> if you got 34 points and 44 rebounds, it feels like they like they contested the game in a way that made it so that okay. this would happen. Yeah, I didn't even consider that. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. I, still, 44 is a lot. 44 is, like, 20 is a lot, 30 is impossible, 44 is, uh, 44 is quite something here. Um, uh, by the way, not that impressive because Bill Chambers of William & Mary got 51 rebounds against Virginia in 1953. Um, Who can forget so, that? I mean, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unforgettable performance back in 53. Uh, Will Chamberlain, by the way, I'm looking at the athletic on this. Will Chamberlain never had more than 36 rebounds in a college game. Lauren Taylor had 44 last night. Because Wilt so, Chamberlain never missed, and he was the only one that shot. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's 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 a better reason. I was going to say Lauren Taylor greater than Wilt Chamberlain, and we all know it. We all know it. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little baseball. I'll give you a, a sneak peek at the starting lineup that we have in front of us.
Xavier and Clemson going to get underway in about an hour and 42 minutes right here on the Roar. Uh, Don Munson and Bob Mahoney will have the call for you right after we're done. Stay with us. Hour 3 continues right after this. If you are dealing with the complexities of selling an inherited property or navigating a property in probate, Samuel Property Group is here to help. Hi, this is Brady Brannon, owner of Samuel Property Group, your trusted partner in real estate solutions. Whether it's navigating probate laws or needing a quick real estate sale without the MLS, Samuel Property Group can get you a quick cash offer in as little as 10 days. Visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com today to turn your property challenges into great opportunities. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. We'll help you raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme Donuts. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kremes. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered Sleep Designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I've thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Don't let turnover stall your business. HTI is the Upstate's trusted attraction and retention partner. We work with employers to provide all things workplace, including recruiting, staffing, HR services, team building, and leadership training. Call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate today. Again, call Ryan at 513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate today. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do overthink everything. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. I should just get fake plants. It's the President's Day Sale at Mattress Firm. 
Get a king bed for a queen price. Save up to $700 plus a free adjustable base with select Sealy mattresses. See a lower price? We'll match it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea! Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day. Ah, yeah, that's the good stuff right there. Uh, we've made it to Friday. It's finally Friday, and uh, we've made it to Xavier's batting practice. Again, an inferior experience to smash practice, but we <laughs> we give we we give them the benefit of the doubt. They're doing their best. <laughs> As opposed to smash down there. Yeah, I mean, wh why would you pick experience one when you can have experience two? That's right. That's what that's what I need to know. And look, before before Bruce Pearl, before the Smash era, as we'll call it, uh, I I can forgive anybody who thought that the crickets were the better deal, but you know what? We know better now. So Smash practice it is. Um, speaking of baseball, I want to draw some more attention to our uh, poll on our website, theroyalfm.com/slash/polls. Royal Mobile app. Click the poll tab. Uh, forty-eight point eight percent of voters right now. Say winning a regional is the expectation for Clemson baseball this season. 34.2% say go to Omaha. So that's uh, win a super regional. Um, those are the two. That's that's 83% of the vote there. And then a, a smattering of votes, go to a regional, host a regional, win a national title. That feels like the pocket, right? Um, and, I, you know, I put expectations, not what are your hopes and dreams, uh, I set expectations for a reason um, because that's that's what you expect to happen. So lots of folks expecting to win a regional, expecting to go to Omaha. And, again, as we talked about in the first hour, a lot of that is a blind faith in the coaching staff based on what they did in year one, that they're going to they're gonna figure it out. And some of it is the fact – I mean, some of it is just, is just the, the history of, like, it's been 13 seasons that Clemson hasn't gone out of a regional. That's way too long. Eventually, it's going to happen. If you keep going, you're going to get out of it at some point. And Clemson's been to way too many regionals to have not gotten out of one. Doesn't make sense. Um, with that in mind, continue to vote on the poll. Continue to get your thoughts in there. Uh, with that in mind, I have in my hand the rustling paper. I have the lineup here on opening day for Clemson baseball. Uh, this is the lineup for today. It is not the lineup for tomorrow. I'm not even certain it's the best nine. We'll see over time. But here's what it is. Uh, leading off will be your center fielder, Cam Canarella. I don't think anybody's shocked by that. Uh, Canarella pretty well earned it, and is he's going to stay there forever. Uh, batting second in left field today will be Will Taylor. Batting third at second base is Blake Wright. Uh, and Eric Backett just said that those three players uh, will be at the top of the lineup. They will be in the lineup 
Uh, they are entrenched in their roles, and they will be in the top third lineup in some order. So they could still shuffle the deck a little bit, but that that's the order that I thought. And I, I nailed those three. Everything else spotty. The only other one I nailed, like I thought I, I got exactly who it was going to be, where in the lineup, and what position, was Nolan Naraki, who's playing third and batting ninth. Other than that, I missed something on all of these, either the person or the <laughs> position or the batting order. Okay. So that's that's uh, that's kind of a, a state of the program type of situation here where there's a lot of different ways this thing can go. In the cleanup spot on opening day today, playing right field will be Alden Mathis, who is a transfer from the University of Richmond, a lot of power in that bat. He is a lefty. He's going to find his way into the lineup because uh, seven of the nine in this lineup are right-handed. This is going to be a very right-handed lineup. They're they're probably going to play Mathis just about every day, and they're certainly going to play uh, Canarella every day just to get lefty bats in there. Um, other lefty bats that could see time, by the way, uh, just in terms of what's available, uh, Tristan McClady could see some at-bats um, as somebody who could maybe run in a pinch or take an at-bat. Uh, Ty Olenchuk is listed as an outfielder. Um, he's a pitcher, too, but he's also listed as an outfielder. He could get some lefty at-bats. Hmm. And then uh, Leighton Lackey is a switch hitter, so he could get some at-bats as well. Tristan Bassetta is a lefty bat. They brought off the bench some last year. But uh, Oh, and uh, Ty Marshall's a freshman catcher. I think they're probably going to redshirt him. Um, but those are – like. Even the roster is incredibly right-handed. So that is one of my questions is can you, without being able to platoon, can you handle right-hand pitching with a predominantly right-hand lineup and not a lot of lefty options for late innings? Something to uh, something to monitor. What what do you – okay, well, Terry, I'll, ask, I'll hold my questions to the end. Okay, I'll run through the rest of this quickly. Uh, batting fifth at first base is Michigan transfer – Jimmy Obertop, I thought he might catch. I think he's going to catch uh, at least once every weekend, maybe even twice a weekend. He's going to—he'll be your defensive catcher. He will catch, play first base or DH most every day. He will be another one that will have a lot of power and may well lead this team in home runs by the time it's all said and done. Uh, at shortstop, uh, I'll be honest—I slept on this guy. Uh, he was a transfer. Uh, he came in from Georgetown. Uh, didn't play as much. Andrew uh, Chufo, a junior with a couple years left, is going to play shortstop today. I thought this would be Jacob Hinderleiter playing shortstop, but it's actually Chufo, the other transfer who gets the uh, opening day nod at short. Cooper Blauser, son of Jeff, is in the lineup batting seventh and DHing. He had a great summer. I think he was in the CPL, Coastal Plains League. He was an all-star for Lexington, I believe. And so he's looking to parlay that into a very good year. I'm interested to see him swing the bat. Jacob Gerald is catching today and batting eighth. And then Nolan Naraki is at third base batting ninth. Billy Barlow on the bump today for the Tigers. As a starter, we will see a lot of uh, pitchers this weekend if my projections are correct. Okay, uh, Gerald behind the plate is 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 that a surprise, or were we expecting that? I I am a little I am a little surprised, um, and I you know Gerald his 
His plate approach probably uh, irked some people last year. He's a young player, struck out too much, that sort of thing. You don't like guys that strike out. He's making better contact. He's got a better eye at the plate. You can tell he's developed in that way. He's probably still going to strike out some, but he's got some pop in his bat. My issue with Gerald is defensively. I'm not sure he's a great defensive catcher. Um, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's maybe improved. He may be the best on the roster uh, right now. But I like to be the opening day catcher, to say, am I surprised that he's catching one game this weekend? No. Am I surprised that he's catching the first game? Kind of. Yeah. Um, just because of his issues in receiving and handling pitchers that he showed last year. Yeah, but we should stress again, he played last year as a true freshman. So that is, you know, I, it's to be expected, some of that, right? Yes. Um, I, I mean, I think some of it is going to be growing pains. Now, I will say Clemson fans have been a little bit spoiled because you got to see guys like Chris Oakey. I mean, just in recent memory, guys like uh, Chris Oakey behind the plate as freshman. I mean, uh, what a stud. Cooper Engel um, was – I would say he wasn't a great defensive catcher, but he was probably a little bit further than what you would think defensively as a as a first year player. Um, you know, you you had some guys that were a little more ready made defensively and a little more advanced defensively than probably most freshmen. I think probably Gerald's on more of a normal freshman curve. To your point, I I just think I, I think you know, not it's not the same as quarterback, but it's a little bit like quarterback where Clemson fans forgot. Uh, what a normal trajectory, career trajectory for a quarterback was there for a minute. Um, I think we're being reminded what a normal career trajectory is for a catcher. Auden Mathis hitting cleanup. Uh, transfer in. I mean, what do you what do you know about him? And are you what do you make of that? Is that what you were expecting there? I did expect. Now I had Mathis fifth and Obertop fourth, but those are the power bats. Um, that are going to play Mathis. Um, I, I I really like what I've seen of Mathis so far. Uh, again, he's a guy that you're going to put in there because of his handedness. Um, I wouldn't say first and foremost, but you know you, you you want at least a couple of lefty bats in a right-handed lineup, and so that helps him obviously. But you look at his production. He this guy's going to start his 140th collegiate game today. He's played a lot of baseball. He's played four years at um, at Richmond. Uh, he has hit 19 home runs the last two years. He's driven in 100 runs in the last two seasons, and he has 18 steals. He never gets thrown out, um, stealing bases. He's more athletic than you would think. He's, he's, he's got a strong-looking frame, um, but like I say, he's six foot, 200 pounds. You could tell that, but his athleticism kind of sneaks up on you a little bit. I... I'm interested to see him in the outfield. Arm strength, I think I want to see that, if that plays a little bit for uh, from him. Um, he may play some first base when all's said and done. They've got other options at first. But for Mathis, I'm not surprised he's in the lineup. I'm not surprised he's hitting in the middle. Obertop, same thing. Obertop's a guy that got hurt last year at Michigan. But before that, in Eric Backus's last two years, he had 26 home runs. He had like 50 extra base hits. Um, he's a guy that will slug. He's a guy that will also get on base. He didn't have high strikeout numbers. More of a true power guy. He's 230 pounds. Um, he, I mean, he he caught a bunch of games, too. He played some first, but he caught a bunch of games for Michigan. And so I think his ability to catch this pitching staff, I think we will see him behind the plate. If healthy, 
we will see him behind the plate more than anybody else on the roster by the time the season's over. All right. Um, so those those are uh, those are my answers to those questions. There, I I just I I want to see Jeff Blauser's kid play. I like watching sons of major leaguers. I grew up watching. I, I want to watch them. Uh, watching Paul Bird's kid play was awesome. Um, watching Bill. Uh, you know, oh, Bill you Spires just like relatives. him because y'all look like twins. You know what? And and that's true. That's a that was a nice that was a nice byproduct of the Grayson Bird era that I got to be his doppelganger for a little bit. Um, you know, Craig Biggio was here. I got to watch his kids play and got to meet him, which was pretty awesome. Mm. Um, I just, I, you know, there's there's something uh, there's something about that. Um, I'll give you. I would give you the Xavier lineup. I'll just tell you this about Xavier. Um, their first five hitters in the lineup are seniors, and they are. I believe they're all returning seniors. As I said, they return seven guys uh, from last year. Their pitcher, Luke Hoskins, uh, was about a four-and-a-half ERA guy last year. But in the game against Vandy where they eliminated uh, him, he threw seven unbelievable innings uh, to knock Vandy out of their own regional. That's who Clemson's facing today. And the Tigers are countering with Billy Barlow, who – was one of the better pitchers in the fall last year before he got hurt, and he had a couple injuries that really, really stunted his growth last year. Uh, some things that they had a hard time correcting for for several reasons. Um, they've gotten stuff worked out, and like I've heard, he was up to 97, 98 at times with his fastball. We know he's a competitor. Um, we know he's got really good off-speed stuff. I think you know I was a little surprised that Barlow was a Friday guy, but. To me, when I'm thinking about the profiles of pitchers, the guys, like the kind of intangible stuff that you want from your Friday starter, I I think Billy Barlow, of the guys I've seen throw for Clemson, I think he fits the profile of a Friday night starter in terms of personality maybe better than anybody else. I know that Austin Gordon did it last year and Ethan Darden did it last year, and I think both those guys will see time in the rotation but to me, Barlow has the type of dog in him. He's got the type of mentality in terms of being a strike thrower and a guy that also, I think, has the ability to be stretched out a little more. Gordon's issue, and I know Gordon is still getting stretched out, Gordon's issue it was just long ball last year. It was just hard-hit balls and giving up, uh, giving up home runs. Other than that, he was sensational in the Friday role. I think he, he just feels to me more like a Saturday guy, and I can't, I can't really uh, – I can't really explain that, but he feels more like a Saturday guy to me. Barlow feels like a Friday guy, and I'm I'm hopeful that we see that today from him and maybe a couple other guys that maybe uh, maybe are gonna are gonna get into rotation a little bit. Um, any other questions you have based on the lineup or any pitching anything before we get to some on the uh, Adams Grouping text line? Generally speaking, do you think there do you expect as much pop in the bats? of this lineup versus last lineup last year. I I think there's more power spread out through this lineup and I think guys hmm. like Canarella and Taylor and Wright who are returning will supply more power. I think Gerald will supply more power, but you don't have Billy Amick and you don't have Caden Grice. Mm-hmm. I do have another question for you. This one's a little bit This one's from left field and that'll make sense to you in a moment. Okay. You have renovations going to Jervy. What do things do things look different over there? Down um, the, down the left field side? You know what? That's a great question. Um they've done a good job of like sort of partitioning that off. 
But it's weird to not see cars right there. Like, I can't see any cars in the parking lot because it's all, it's all sort of roped off right there. That is something that I would say. I don't know how many, but you're not going to have as many parking spots in the Jervy lot this year. So if you're coming to games, you're going to want to get here early for those spots and probably going to be using a lot of that Lot 5 parking across the street or, you know, back behind home plate, using, uh, using the, the grass on the other side of the McFadden lot. Um, that's a really good point. Um, like I say, I, I don't know exactly how many spots they're losing, but they are going to lose some for the, uh, for the Jervy construction. Yeah. I, I would assume you can still park down there, but down where on the other side of the moat where the soccer facility is, yes. um, that's actually pretty good parking. Then you come in right behind home plate. Agreed. Yeah, I, I, um, I park there a lot. I mean, you know. You, you would think the radio guy that they'd have my name on a parking spot, but uh, it, they, it, they don't. Like we do here at the station, Quack, I would have <laughs> a spot reserved for you if it was me. <laughs> you know what? If I, if I would get here uh, when I'm supposed to get here most, most games, I'd be fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pushing to the last minute always. Uh, all right, final segment coming up as we get you ready for a little baseball. We have final scores. Like, we've got updates to give you. We'll get you ready for the weekend in sports. Um, what are you most excited about? Let us know. 654-ROAR is the number. Any other questions, thoughts, comments about Clemson baseball coming up? We'll get to that in our final segment of the week right after this. Landscaper Supply in Piedmont is having a big grand opening event February 23rd and 24th. Join Quok and Ben live on location from noon till 3 on Friday the 23rd. Lots of giveaways plus free food. Landscaper Supply, Highways 8 and 81, Piedmont. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 88 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at ATVOutfitters.net. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFRYES.com. 
Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-CLEMSON or 718-1449-WEST-UNION. No one wants it to happen to them, but unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. As a family-owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client-first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider. You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. Tired of going out to eat and paying $10 to $20 for a meal, let alone breakfast? If for some reason you haven't heard the news yet, our good friends at Wendy's have the best valued breakfast around. Their two for $3 Biggie Bundle includes two of either sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, or medium hot coffee. Two items, $3, great food, greater value. Check out our Wendy's breakfast if you haven't already. Your bank account will thank you later. Call the plumber whose name is his number one. Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber will be there in an hour, or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. What's Quack ranting about? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Find out weekdays from noon to three, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. There it is. Last segment of the show. Last segment of the week. What a week it's been. Quack, I think we've had great interaction with fans and listeners this week. And uh, really appreciate that as a side note there. Uh, This weekend, of course, you've got baseball starting at 4 o'clock today. We'll have first pitches 4 o'clock, 3.30 airtime. So we'll have 30 minutes of national between uh, our show and and the... start of the baseball broadcast tomorrow you on clemson's campus you have lacrosse at noon you have baseball at two and then of course men's basketball at 7 45 so i would say just come make a day of it you know i would say so too i think that makes a lot of sense uh i think that is uh, i think it's good for everybody fans listen Fans are filing in right now. I expect three really good crowds for baseball this weekend. I expect a good crowd for uh, women's lacrosse tomorrow. 
I expect a good crowd for men's basketball uh, Saturday. And I expect a good crowd for uh, women's basketball on Sunday, too, as they take on uh, Pittsburgh. So you can get you can get just about everything in. There's nothing that overlaps perfectly where you couldn't stop in at one and then go see another and another. Yeah, so you, you've got a lot going on. Gymnastics on <clears throat> excuse me, gymnastics on the road tomorrow too, uh, in the afternoon. Um, so plenty of opportunities to watch the Tigers this weekend. Yeah, and then uh, of course softball is playing in Mexico, and a little. I, I just saw this for the first time. So I guess Clemson Auburn playing now, or just just concluded. We need to check. Um, they had a uh, a schedule change there. They did have a schedule change. So uh, this is oh, this is for tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah. So tomorrow they are now playing a doubleheader. So the the weather in Mexico has been just a nightmare to try to deal with, and so everything is has been really scattered and sporadic. Um, Clemson Auburn, twelve thirty Eastern tomorrow. Clemson Mississippi State at three p.m. Uh, Eastern tomorrow. The game against Utah has been canceled today, which is awful because Utah is ranked 15th in the country. And that was a huge marquee opportunity, not just for a game, but for a win for Clemson um, in the uh, in the pre-conference. It would have gone very nicely with their win over Oregon last week. And alas, they, they won't be able to get that. Auburn and Mississippi State, still two very good, um, still two very good potential wins to get tomorrow. Uh, in SEC play, but uh, I'm I'm bummed about losing that Utah game. I, I thought that was going to be a, a real good chance for a, for a big win there. Um, we have a final in college baseball already today. Do uh, we? We told you Duke and Indiana were playing, and Duke beat Indiana down in Tampa six to three. The final score there. Duke had back to back home runs at one point. A lefty with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of looks from uh, MLB scouts today. Uh, was dealing. Uh, I think Duke gave up a couple runs late if I followed the trajectory of the game right. But uh, 6-3 the final there. Duke gets the win down at Coastal um, where uh, where they're having a, a nice big tournament this weekend. A um, couple of games in the ACC that also are – well, one is final and one's close. Pittsburgh's leading Maine 10-7 in Port Charlotte, Florida. And, you know, Brett told us that he thinks Louisville's going to bounce back. Uh, Louisville's now 0-1, Ben. Uh, they fell to Indiana State down in uh, – Duke's playing in Conway. They're playing in Tampa. They fell 8-7 to Indiana State today. Ouch. So, uh, not a great start for the for the Louisville Cardinals. A um, couple things, some housekeeping things before we, uh, before we wrap it up here. Uh, Daytona 500 this weekend. Your thoughts on this? Um, it sneaks up on me every year, I got to say, because I'm, I'm worried about 100 things here and I'm, I'm dealing with 100 things here. Uh, how, how are we feeling about this? Uh, I wish I was more engaged. I'm with you. It sneaks up on me. If I am home, I will be watching this, though. I love Daytona. Still love NASCAR. I, I do. I just need to find a way to be more engaged and that's another one i have i have to check they were very very worried about the weather uh earlier in the week i don't know if that has changed or not i know they've moved some events around during the week so there were a couple things that got moved to today and yeah i I think there's a there's a little bit of a concern about weather there 
I like where your head's at with Daytona 500. You know, we hear from people all the time that, you know, we occasionally will get it, maybe like once a month, we'll get a text that's like, hey, you guys don't talk enough NASCAR. And there's just not a demand for it. Uh, we get way more texts when we talk NASCAR, people like, haven't watched in years. They left me, and I haven't watched in years. I think that Daytona 500 is cool because it is the race that the people who used to watch NASCAR still watch. I'm not, you know, if they if they run at Darlington, if they run some of the classic races, Talladega, maybe people will watch. But Daytona is still, it's like the Masters. Uh, it's just, it's the it's the race that you watch when you you don't watch any other races. Yeah. Is that a fair, you think that's a fair characterization of what's going to happen here in terms of the viewership? Yeah, I, I do. And uh, and Texter said, Texter said it look, looks like all this is going to get moved to Monday, maybe because of uh, of rain. Um, you know, that's the other thing with NASCAR. I felt like they've gotten so unlucky with weather the last couple of years, because because obviously your viewership is is going to tank airing that on a Sunday rather than a on a Monday rather than a Sunday. Yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be tough. You, you hate to see that because you're gonna you're not going to get me because, like you said, you're a lot of people are like, well, if I'm home on a Sunday afternoon, I can sit down, watch that, take a nap, wake up. They're still running, you know. Just I can I can uh, ease into it. If you run it on Monday, you you can't do that. You don't have the luxury of that. That 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 would stink. I would hate that. Uh, I would hate that for them. Um, have people gone to? Are have you gone to Formula One? No, no. I, I mean, but it I, is it is rapidly gaining in popularity. Yeah, I I guess I have to watch all these documentaries. I mean, I know Netflix did a good job with the golf documentary. I've not watched the F one documentary. I know there's like five seasons now or four seasons, or whatever. So I'm way behind. I've not watched it. Uh, I've not watched the tennis one, and I I need to watch the NASCAR one because they're they've just come out with the with a NASCAR one. Texter actually uh, brings that up. I'm looking at it right now. It says uh, you have to watch NASCAR full speed on Netflix. Great for getting you ready for the uh, for the season. Maybe that'll help, like it did for golf. Uh, maybe it'll ruin it more, like it ruined the uh, Waste Management Open to put it on that documentary last year. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what'll happen. Um, are you? Have you seen this Jimmy Garoppolo story? Jimmy, this is again. This is kind of random. Jimmy Garoppolo. I I, I read a story this morning that said he's going to get released by the Raiders, and I was like, okay, that's fine. What are we What are we talking about here, though? Apparently, he took uh, PEDs last year. He took some medication he didn't have an exemption for, mm-hmm. and so Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be released by the Raiders, and then whoever signs him is not going to have him for two games. He suspended two games, and I just I don't I don't know. I just feel like. Of all the guys that maybe would have gotten busted for PEDs, I think Jimmy Garoppolo would have been like 30th among the quarterbacks. Yeah, well, let's make sure, though, that we classify what we're talking about because when you say PEDs, people just think you're cheating, right? Right. He had a prescribed medication, but he did not fight. And... and, one thing that I read was it was a medication that they have approved for other players in the past, but you have to file paperwork to have that exemption, I I suppose is what it's called from the league. And he didn't do that. So, you know, he, he, what, 
when I hear that, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's out here, you know, taking having something injected into him. Yeah, he's got a he's got a creatine IV. <laughs> right, you know, something he uh, he bought out of somebody's trunk. It wasn't that. <laughs> wasn't that. Um, I uh. I, so anyway, I just wanted to, I just want to throw that. I just thought it was weird. I, if there was any, if there was a quarterback that I thought was going to get suspended for for that, it just it wouldn't have been him. Um, we talked about ACC and SEC hoops. We did not mention, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend coming up, which is Marquette, Connecticut, where you've got two top four teams in the country squaring off. Um, it's at UConn. UConn's probably going to win, but. That's going to be a really, really fun game. If you're looking outside of the ACC and the SEC footprint, I would suggest that one um, on Saturday. Creighton Butler should be fun in Hinkle Fieldhouse tomorrow afternoon. That one, uh, that one's a pretty good game. Uh, let's see, Utah State, Colorado State, because we know the the Mountain West is apparently sweeping the nation. Uh, ben, <laughs> better familiarize yourself with the Mountain West because every Mountain West team is making the tournament. Uh, that should be a good game. That's a 5.30 start on CBS Sports Network. Texas Tech travels to Iowa State this weekend. That's a noon one. Um, so that's uh, that's another one there. Um, if you want to just play the spin the wheel of which role will Michigan's coaches be in today, will Juwan Howard be coaching? Will he be a vendor in the stands? Will he be doing PA? We don't actually know what Juwan Howard's role will be. You can watch Michigan and Michigan State at 8 o'clock on Fox tomorrow night. Um yeah, and who will what, what will the assistant coaches be doing? No one knows from game to game with Michigan. Uh, Tom Izzo going to probably take full advantage of that. Anything else you're watching this weekend, Ben? Anything else you got your eye on, or have we covered it all? Uh, man, there's there's a lot going on, a lot more than what we maybe realize. So again, I am I'm very interested in what's happening in college basketball tomorrow because we're right there at that point in the season where you can start solidifying what happens in the postseason so you know we went over all those acc games i think many important games uh you know around the league for clemson nc state it it doesn't do in terms of net probably not going to do a ton for you if you if you beat nc state but you're not going to like how you feel on Monday if you slip up and lose that one. So, you know, just take care of business tomorrow. I think, Quark, I, I will say this. Outside of the North Carolina game, I think uh, Saturday night will be the biggest crowd that we've had in Little John all year. I agree. It, we talked about this yesterday. It is perfectly the, – the events have been perfectly split so that you get a great chance to enjoy women's lacrosse and baseball – Go get you a dinner and a beverage somewhere and then come back for basketball at 745. I think that part of it is awesome. Uh, I just think uh, the way that the schedule sets up is perfect, and I would agree. It should be an electric atmosphere for an NCAA tournament team taking on NC State, who Clemson always, always, always beats. Doesn't matter. I uh, want to thank – you know, Ben, you said – I thought you said it great. Uh, we've had great interaction with our listeners this week. Really have appreciated it. The texts and the calls have been fantastic. I want to thank everybody who voted in our poll, uh, Clemson baseball poll. Give us 30 minutes to take a breath, and then we'll come back.